Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Internet Marketing. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Internet Marketing brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. I'm Andy White and I'm joined by Kelvin Newman. And in today's show it's um revisiting revisit get my teeth in revisiting email part 2. Yeah, so we talked a little bit about email marketing. This is kind of a follow-on episode really where I'm going to talk about campaign planning, um, some of the recommended tools that I suggest people use and some advice about kind of improving your email marketing design and content. Um, so yeah, I mean, really, email campaign planning isn't really that different from kind of maybe some of your bigger marketing plans. But I do think it's good to kind of have a step back and think about what you want your email marketing to do, and probably create a strategy document before diving into email marketing because it's sometimes one of those disciplines that can get a little bit caught up in the tactical and maybe sometimes miss some of the strategic. Um, so start off by asking yourself questions: Who are your target audience? You know, to make your email relevant you need to identify your target audience and understand their needs and how your email is going to you know be able to fill those needs and this will also allow you to design an email creative that's going to engage and encourage them to respond Um, and potentially you might identify more than one target audience and they may have different requirements and different needs and potentially then one email creative might not be suitable for all those people so you're either potentially going to want to segment your list Mm. and send different content or potentially have two completely different lists with two completely different sets of content um you need to be understanding what your objectives are. So you need to identify what the main aim of your email campaign is. Is it to drive leads? Is it to drive sales? Is it to you know keep customers with you longer? Is it to um, kind of get people to you know who are already customers of yours to be more likely to recommend you to your friends? Is it to educate people because the better educated they are on a topic, the more likely they are to buy in general? You need to understand those and kind of reflect that as well. And you need to have a budget as well, you know, so it's important to agree a budget and stick to it so you can kind of prevent your um, costs escalating as well. And I think in most cases, it allows you to, you know, provide a good return on investment analysis. But also in most cases now, email marketing is perhaps less about, um, the, the cost is less about um, how much it's going to cost you for the tool or the software and more about the time it's going to spend. Because in most cases, you know, the email marketing tools that I'm going to recommend in the future aren't hugely expensive. Um, but the time it takes to come up with good content for them and design those emails can be quite significant. So, um, subject lines. Um, 
you know, to maximize your email open rate, you really need to write a good subject line for your emails. It's the first thing that your customers are going to see um, when they're deciding which emails to read and which to send to junk. So keep your subject line simple um, to the point and tell the reader what they can expect inside your emails. Try to avoid words like free, which, you know, may trigger off some spam filters. And anything that kind of perhaps feels a little bit spammy probably is already a stop word on most people's email marketing. Or words like Sussex. Yeah. Which contain rude words, such as sus. There you go. Such as sus. Mm. Um, Personalising the subject line can... um, to the reciprocant maybe including their name or their company can work really well to get good open rates I sometimes don't think that's always the way to go because if you're doing it all the time it perhaps loses some of its impact but it will increase your open rates Um, some general design best practice ideas Um, it's good to keep your logo in the upper left corner Um, that's a good strong place to put your logo so when they first open it they see who it's from Um, it's good to give your readers the choice between HTML and plain text version of your email some people prefer plain text so give them that option Um, really make use of the top two or four inches you know lines of your email because that's what people are going to see when they preview the email and most people are previewing it in Outlook or in Gmail or in all those types of things as well generally it's a good idea to keep your messages short so there's as little scrolling as possible and don't use lots of fonts and colours I think in most cases most email marketing designs are over-designed and over-complicated. And actually, they could do more by toning it down and making it black text on white background in a simple font that is actually about the text rather than the, the whizzy design. Um, try and make your call to action prominent and clear so the audience knows what it is that they're supposed to be doing on the email. Mm. That's you know good, good best practice for web design as well. Um, yeah, it's, good, it's good best practice for a lot of things, actually. Yeah, isn't it? Um, try and make your images and your text clickable if, if you're making links as well. Um, Generally, the big giant image at the top of your email is not always a good thing because that could be mistaken for spam. And always make sure that you don't just have an email that's just an image, which I've been getting more and more of frequently. Oh, that's really annoying. If you've got, um, like in Gmail, yeah. automatically it will not show images yeah. unless you tell it to. And there's just like big square with an X in the middle of yeah. it. Yeah, and I'm like, nah, delete. Um, so, and also make sure your copy is easily scannable. Um, you know, because people, anyone on any web page isn't going to read everything. So include sub. You know, if, you, if it's a long email, subheadings are a good thing to do. Um, again, you know, don't make the emails too fancy with Flash because it can be removed by antivirus programs or most program, you know, most email programs, you know, delete that as well. And always include a unsubscribe link at the footer of every email campaign you design also with your mailing address as we talked about. Um, just HubSpot did some research and they've got a really good white pa- well, ebook white paper type thing called The Science of Email Marketing. Um, that I really highly recommend. So some of the you know lead nurturing emails in the B2B space where you're trying to do thought leadership, they did some research there about kind of what were good words to have in your um, subject line. Oh. Top of those were secrets, e-sales, which I'm not too sure, awesome, skills, ebook, helpful, shipping, kit, improve, um, information, video. So they're good words to include in there as well. Um, in terms of just general uh, most click subject lines, um, posts, job, survey, e-newsletter, digest tend to be things that work quite well. Um, they also, in that same report, um, looked at the click-through rate by first name personalization. So on average, across all these emails, they looked at a um, email that had no personalization would get a click-through rate of something like 7.5%. And and it, one that had some first name personalization would be as high as eight point five. So that's quite significant, even though you might not um, normally expect to do that. And again, company name personalization. So if you put their company name in the email in the subject line, 
um, without it, an average an email on on average in aggregate we could get something like eight percent um, CTR, um, and you know if there was a company name personalization that'd be more like sixteen percent. So that's something you can do. that's dead dead simple that has quite a big impact on you know your open rates. Now there's dozens of email marketing platforms out there, each with their own different strengths and weaknesses. Personally, for Brighton SEO, um, I use Mailchimp. And my colleagues at SV who do kind of the email marketing for us and our clients um, do, does so through Pure360, um, which is kind of a Brighton-based a Brighton company. So some of the, the reasons I like MailChimp, um, it's got a lot of personality, which if you've got a tool to use, you know, something that's kind of not too great and dull, I, I prefer. It's pretty elegant to use. And also it's free to start using as well. So it doesn't cost any money to trial and set up if you've only got a relatively small number of people on your list initially. Doesn't it let you do so many and then after that you have to start paying? Yeah, it is. um, So if you've got less than 2,000 subscribers, I think it's free and you can send up to 12,000 emails or something stupid. Mm. It becomes unlimited after then. So it's just, if you're starting out, it can be a good way of doing it. It's a sensible business proposition for them as individuals as well because once you start using email marketing, it's relatively unlikely that you're going to go and then change to another one. Mm. But if you are going to look at an alternative to MailChimp, um, there's a Weber or Weber. I've heard it and you know I think they're really great at autoresponders and they're good at reporting it's perhaps a little bit more corporate which can sometimes be a good thing you know not mm. everyone wants to work with the, the quirky personality of MailChimp how do you get on with that did you rate them well, or? I'll, I'll be absolutely honest with you Kelvin because our business has evolved so rapidly over the last few years I've made very little use of it yep. I've probably sent about three campaigns out and yep. I haven't used it for months in fact I wonder why I'm still with them to be honest there you go I'm just not using email well either unsubscribe or you know we've done this done this chat now and you go off and do some more email marketing <laughs> you've told me before haven't I <laughs> off, off, off yeah off Mikey has told me several times um, and finally Pure360 which is the company that Site Visibility have used in the past um and they're a local Brighton Yeah, company, they're a Brighton-based they? company, yeah. so they've got a UK-based team and support, which can be really, really useful if you're based here in the UK. Um, and they, they're really good at training and events and sharing of knowledge. So if you kind of really want to learn email marketing, sign up to their blog, even if you're not a customer of theirs. Um, but I think, you know, sometimes, you know, so it, if I had, to, they're the three that I recommend out of all of the different ones out there, and they've got pros and cons. MailChimp, very elegant, very fun, um, but, you know, potentially, um, you know, quite... Um, you know, quirky and maybe, you know, it's a geeky kind of thing. A Weber, more functional, more business focused, mm. you know, performance related, pure 360. Great if you want to learn the process there as well. Um, A-B testing. Um, so when you set up a new campaign, you have the choice to kind of run a standard campaign where every recipient receives the same email or try and do an A-B test. Um, and A-B testing which people can sometimes call split testing, is a good way of working out which of two different options would be the most effective. Um, so, you know, potentially with A-B testing, you might send 20% of your email group two different. So 10% get one, 10% get the other. You see which performs the best and you send that to the, the following 80% as well. Um, so yeah, it's a, you know, a simple way of, you know, trying to increase the opens or clicks that you get with your campaigns. So some of the things you could be testing with A-B testing, um, you could test two subject lines to see which gets the most opens and most clicks. You can maybe test two completely different designs with the same content in order to see which one gets the best results. And often if you've got kind of a division internally where someone likes one design, someone else likes another design, test it. Um, you can test things out like, well, is a free free shipping um, good for you if you're kind of in e-commerce or would you be better off doing a 15% promotion even if the, the net cost to you and the net benefit to the customer is exactly the same uh, 
Or maybe you could kind of try and test it from two different from names to see which gets the most open. So is it better coming from Kelvin at site visibility or Kelvin Newman? You know, you can try mm. and test these different things out. And, you know, basically you can test pretty much anything that you can put in an email campaign. It's relatively easy to do. Um, so subject line, a good way of doing that is testing, as I said, a small subset of your recipients, maybe 20%, and send half with one subject line, half with another. Watch the results that come in and then send it out to the ones that you know has performed the best. So in terms of segmentation of your list, 32% of marketers say that they're segmenting their email database is one of their top objectives for the next 12 months. And most businesses, whether it's B2B or B2C, don't just cater to one type of customer. And even if they do, um, they don't just sell one product or service. So there's no need to have a one-size-fits-all kind of email marketing campaign. Um, some of the reasons why people segment their list is because it can increase your open rates it can increase the relevancy it's going to reduce your unsubscribe rates you're going to get better deliverability because of those things you've done there as well and you know just general um, you know lower spam complaints improved word of mouth and that type of thing so it's definitely, it's definitely worth if, if I mean I would be a good example of that because mm. I've, I've got I'm getting different sorts of clients yeah. now yeah. yeah, and you want to treat the people who are having podcasts very different from the people who are having development work yeah, or, or videos. videos. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, some of the ways you could segment your list that potentially is you know quite easy to do. You could do it by location. So actually, maybe like it, to again use yourself as an example, Andy. People who are on your list in the states, you maybe wouldn't necessarily work with them in the same way as you would mm. somebody who's based in the UK. Yeah. So the content you might want to send them would be different. You can do it on age, gender, and persona stuff. Mm. Organization, organization type, as we talked about industry if you've got the information as well you can do it on seniority past purchases as well um, where someone is in the purchase cycle maybe they've downloaded a white paper what they're going to want is very different from someone who's already an existing customer again people who are recent subscribers as well and just to finish off um, here just some advice as well about landing pages and this advice about landing pages is, is probably equally true for any kind of marketing campaign where you're driving traffic to your site be it email, um, email pay-per-click or display advertising. Um, you know, when someone clicks through, the page that they see is going to have a dramatic impact on their actions. And you've gone to all this effort of designing an email that's going to try and get them to click through. You should be considering creating specific pages for your email subscribers to try and help them achieve what you want them to do. So I've got some top tips here. Try and always send them to relevant and target, targeted pages. Never just send them through to your homepage. Um, try and provide a consistent experience. So if the email marketing newsletter has one design try and make sure the pages that they end up on has some similarities in the design cues there so there's not a jarring kind of disconnect when they move from one to the other um try and focus the user's attention with a clear and concise headline you know classic conversion rate optimization stuff as well it's good also to remove the clutter and potentially remove some of the navigation as well if someone's already read the email they've already signed up maybe they don't need to know um about your terms of service um and keep reading to a minimum as well. Try and keep the pages as short as you possibly can. Um, repeat your call to actions on long pages as well. You don't have to have them only on one page. Um, experiment with different media types as well. Um, different pe- Some people like audios, some people like videos, some people like images, some people like text. Try and include those in there. Um, try and show your phone number as well. That's, again, a little trust signal that you can do as well. And if you don't have a phone number, I've seen an interesting one implemented that they actually make a big deal. Like, so where the phone number should be in that top right-hand corner, they put, we've got no phone number, click here to find out why, and then they make a big fuss about they don't have call centers that save money mm. and makes your prices cheaper. But mm. they knew that that was an issue. Um, generally refrain from using gimmicky sales tactics and try and use verifiable facts wherever possible. Use your, show your endorsements. If you've got testimonials, make use of them. 
Um, try and, you know, if you've got terms and conditions, make them clear in layman's terms because that's the type of thing that's putting people off. If you've got these terms and conditions, don't be afraid to confront them, you know, and talk about why you do things in certain ways. So try and do that in layman's terms. And just generally um, try and answer objections. So understand why someone wouldn't buy from you and on that landing page, answer the question and tell them why that shouldn't be an issue. One quick question. Yes. You mentioned A-B testing. Yes. In your experience, do most um, email marketing platforms make that easy? <sighs> easy, maybe not. Possible, definitely. It's mm. possible within pretty much all of them. Um, and sometimes they just kind of want to make it, you know, it, you know, yeah, sometimes they kind of want to make it simple. And as soon as you start adding tests, it potentially becomes a little bit more difficult. But I'm not aware of any, well, certainly all three of the ones I've recommended there and most of the other major platforms do allow for that. Okay, brilliant. Fantastic. Okay, great revisitation of email marketing there. What have we got coming up next time, Carl? I'm not entirely sure, Andy. Um, we'll have to wait and well, see. Well, we'd like to keep the show exciting. Yeah, I think we're going to be talking a little bit about kind of some of the future trends in the next couple of episodes, as well as a couple of really cool interviews that we've got scheduled as well. Fantastic. Well, that's all from me, Andy White. And all from me, Calvin Newman. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing, brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. Goodbye. Bye. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on the internet at www.internetmarketingpodcast.org where you'll find show notes, links and instructions on how to subscribe. We would absolutely love to get feedback, comments and questions from you. If you want to send an email, send it to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Also, feel free to comment on the website. And if you'd like to use our voice line number, if you're outside of the UK, it's plus four four one two seven three two five six or one five zero. If you're inside the UK, it's o one two seven three two five six one five zero. And you can leave a voice comment or question, and we'll play it on the show. Also, we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a, a rating on iTunes itself. Well, that's it for now. Andy White signing off until next week on Internet Marketing. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.